Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for August 31st, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. So I'm going to do a, a, review, a, a preview of Invicta FC 31, which is tomorrow night. But before I do that, I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about some... Invicta made some sign, did some signings yesterday. They signed a total of eight fighters. The most interesting uh, fighter here is um, they're, they're not, they didn't actually sign her. What they're doing is they're borrowing Kanako Murata from Ryzen. Uh, and the, the reason... Uh, now first, I'll tell you a little bit about Kanako. She's a strawweight. Her record is 8-1. Her background is she was an amateur wrestling star in college. And then she was recruited to um, uh, Ryzen by uh, uh, Olympic uh, wrestling gold medalist Saori Yoshida. Uh, she works for Ryzen as a scout. Uh, Kaneko uh, has an 8-1 record. Her one loss was to an ill-advised bout against Rin Nakai. Never should have done it. She was told by just about everybody not to do that fight because it wasn't in their weight class. That's the reason. But uh, her problem in Ryzen is she is a straw weight, and they don't have any room for her there. They basically... Uh, have mostly all atom weights except for her, and she is not dropping to atom weight. I don't think she can. And uh, what they've been doing is uh, she did have a couple of fights in Ryzen this year, but last year uh, they loaned her out a couple of times. She even did a fight in King of the Cage, uh, not that uh, a couple of years ago. So uh, they've been doing that. They've been bringing in foreign fighters to fight her. So. I mean, I think her, her, her end destination is likely to be the UFC. So uh, probably going to Invicta will accelerate that progress. Now, why would Ryzen sell her? Why not? Pancrase sold, has sold two fighters to, to uh, UFC, being uh, Rin Nakai and then Siri Kondo. Uh, Kaneko Murata is probably a more accomplished fighter than Siri Kondo. So I know the UFC would be interested in her once she appears in Invicta. They may not have seen her in, uh, in Ryzen. So, I mean, they would have to bring in a gauge into fighter anyway, because there really aren't any strawweights in, in Japan anymore. And uh, maybe this will just accelerate. Uh, I'd like to see her move to the US, of course. And, and that brings me to another subject, uh, which wasn't mentioned in um, their announcement yesterday. But that is uh, that Mizuki has signed a new contract with um, Invicta. But that's not the big news. The big news is Mizuki has moved to the U.S. She is now living in New York City. Okay? This is as of July. Okay? She now lives in New York City. She just signed her new contract recently. And uh, she is training at Law MMA, which, of course, is owned by Ray Longo uh, out in Long Island. And that means she's a teammate of UFC fighter Chris Weidman. So I'm expecting we will see Mizuki very soon in the Invicta cage. And if she uh, uh, improves enough and performs up to uh, her expectation of the expectations, uh, we could see her in the UFC very soon, but I'm very happy to see uh, that she has uh, moved to the U.S. Now, she's also started her own um, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So she's on all those things. So uh, if you're a fan of Mizuki, because uh, up to now when she posted on Twitter, she was usually um, 
the um, Twitter account of her of her dojo in Japan, but she now has all her own stuff, and I believe the Twitter account is fighter underscore Mizuki. Okay, okay. Let's look at the other uh, fighters that um, uh, Invicta signed. Three of them are recently released uh, UFC fighters, all in, from the strawweight division: uh, Jamie Moyle, Danielle Taylor, and Viviane Pereira, and. Uh, all did very poorly in the UFC, in my opinion. Okay, Jamie Moyle was in Invicta before. She's a very popular fighter, mostly because of her, her uh, presence on social media. But to be honest with you, I never liked her in her Invicta days. And she was on season 23 of The Ultimate Fighter. She got into the uh, UFC for three fights, and she just did not perform. Came in as a late replacement. She just didn't look good. Uh, Danielle Taylor is uh, also did not look good. Um, you know, she's a former King of the Cage champ at strawweight. Some uh, she she came to the UFC and she you know supposedly she has punching power, but if you watch her UFC fights, you wouldn't know that because she did this keep away strategy, and a lot of that seems to be because of her height. She's short. She's like five feet tall, and I'm not. I mean, a lot of fans have said, oh, maybe she should be an atom weight. She's never fought at atom weight. So maybe this is her opportunity to fight at atom weight. I don't know. But it's my understanding she doesn't want to. Okay? She just didn't do well here. After her last fight, they released her. Viviane Pereira was another one from Brazil who came in as a late replacement. And um, she didn't look good either. Uh, she, lost, uh, she lost to Poliana Botello and... They decided not to renew her contract. So uh, she's another one who might be a little small, uh, short for um, for uh, straw weight. So uh, you know maybe she could try atom weight. I don't know. Okay, the other fighters they signed. Uh, there's two. Uh, Valerie Wong is from uh, California. Uh, she's straw weight. She is. She and uh, Caitlin Simmons is a. Um, is a welterweight, uh, a featherweight from uh, Orlando, Florida. They'll be both, both have uh, amateur records and they'll be making Invicta debuts. The other fighters they signed are featherweights who I imagine will be facing each other. Uh, Faith Van Duyn and Zara Fern Dos Santos. Uh, Faith Van Duyn we've seen before in Invicta and she also tried out uh, for the Ultimate Fighter 28. Uh, she's from New Zealand. She's pretty bad. Holy macaroni, she's bad. And uh, uh, the other fighter, Farah, uh, is uh, uh, is from France, and uh, she is a big girl. She actually looks to me to be bigger than Cyborg. She's like five foot ten, so she's a big one. And um, the only problem with her is she's never fought outside Europe, uh, so. I would be a little concerned about the competition level for her, but I don't have a problem with bringing her in and putting her on a prelim against somebody like Faith Van Duyn, and then we get an idea of whether she's any good or not. I mean, they're beating the bushes for featherweights because <laughs> they got to find... UFC needs featherweights, right? So maybe she's an answer, maybe she isn't. So that's uh, the fighters that they signed. Now, let's get to tomorrow night's show. It's at Kansas City. Um... 
The main problem with the show for me is the uh, top of the card is weak. The main event will have uh, Verna Jandaroba defend her Invicta Strawweight Championship against Janessa Morandine. Uh, they're both Brazilians. Verna is 30 years old from Bahia, Brazil. Her record is 11-0. Uh, she beat Mizuki to win the title. Uh, Janessa, I would describe as a questionable title challenger. She's 23 years old from Santa Catarina, Brazil. Her record is 10-1 and 1-1 and and in Invicta. She lost to Olivia Renata Souza, and then she beat Kimberly Novas. And it just, she doesn't seem like she should get a title shot to me, all right? It's just weak, all right? So I'd just like to see a better challenger is all. Now, the co-main event has Pearl Gonzalez versus Diane Firmino. And right now, the Invicta, that's going to be at flyweight. Right now, the Invicta flyweight championship is vacant. Uh, Pearl went 0-2 in the UFC as a strawweight. She's been talking recently about she's very happy she doesn't have to cut to strawweight anymore. So I guess she thinks she's a lot better at flyweight. The problem is she hasn't beaten anybody good yet. She's gone 0-2, she's gone 2-0, and she hasn't beaten anybody good. And here we brought in, we're bringing in Diane, and she's an Invicta newcomer. She's 29 years old from Sao Paulo, Brazil. She's 9-2, mostly on the, on the Brazilian circuit. I don't think she should be this high on the card as a newcomer, okay? But um, apparently she's pretty tall, so she may have a, a size advantage as far as, um, as far, maybe she should be a bantamweight, I don't know. So I'm not crazy about it. All right. Now, uh, the other, another fight that was supposed to be on the main card was uh, at uh, bantamweight. It was supposed to be uh, Raquel Paoluhi against Shannon Young. And unfortunately, uh, Raquel was forced to drop out. So she has been replaced by Lisa Spangler, who's a 2-0 fighter uh, from Portland. Um, uh, she has won both their fights in Invicta. Shanna Young uh, is 4-0. She, uh, I believe, uh, lost uh, her last fight in Invicta. She was off for a couple of years. Apparently, uh, she had hip surgery. She had hip surgery, and, um, uh, she, and so she's... Oh, she's actually Shanna making her Invicta debut. So she's 4-0 in King of the Cage. But uh, she's been off for a couple of years with hip surgery. So uh, she's unproven. She's inactive. Probably shouldn't be on the main card. And uh, then we've got, it's pretty much all prelims from here. You've got in a strawweight bout, Mallory Martin versus Ashley Nichols. Mallory is 24 years old from Colorado. She is 3-2 and two and 1-1 one and one in Invicta. Her last fight was a win in LFA. Ashley is 31 years old from Cambridge, Ontario. Her record is 3-2 and 0-1 and and in Invicta. Uh, we have a, a bout that was added uh, to the show. It is Miranda Maverick versus Victoria Leonardo. And uh, Miranda we've seen before. and that, That's at flyweight. We've seen Miranda before. Uh, she's won a couple of fights in Invicta. Um, she's looked okay. Uh, Victoria is a newcomer, uh, 2-0. She is from Louisiana. She is from Shreveport, Louisiana, to be exact. Uh, and uh, in the other fights, we have... Um, 
we have Kelly D'Angelo versus Lindsay Van Zant. Uh, this is at strawweight. Uh, Kelly is 31 years old from St. Louis. Her record is two and two and zero oh and one in the UFC. Uh, she may have a local following because she's from St. Louis. Lindsay is 24 years old from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, her three her record is three and zero, oh, mostly in King of the Cage, and her previous fights were at atomweight. So she's moving up. So who knows, right? Uh, in a strawweight bout, Helen Peralta will face Kay Hansen. Helen is 31, 30 years old from Iowa. Her record is 2-0, and she has looked very good in both of her Invicta fights. Kay Hansen is 18 years old from Whittier, California. Her record is 1-1, one and, one, and she lost in her Invicta debut. In a, and in the opener, in a welterweight bout, Audrey Drew will face Holly Salazar. Both fighters are making Invicta debuts. Uh, both are one and zero. Audrey is from Dallas. Holly is from Pueblo, Colorado. And again, with um, welterweights, it's tough to find decent fighters for that. So that's your Invicta uh, preview. Uh, again, I think that the uh, main part of the card, the top of the card, is very weak. I have no problem with developing fighters because Invicta really should be a developing uh, fighter. Um, uh, federation, but I think you got to come up with better uh, fights at the start, at the top of the card, okay? And I, I really, it doesn't matter if you're watching it on Fight Pass because a fight is a fight, right? But I think it's a problem with ticket sales. It's like you got two Brazilian fighters at the top of the card. Do fans in Kansas City give a damn? And the answer is probably not. And Kansas City is a lousy MMA town anyway, so. I expect we'll see a lot of uh, uh, the crowd tomorrow night disguised as empty seats. Okay, I wanted to talk about one other thing, and that is um, uh, for Joshi Paresu fans. Uh, it, is, uh, uh, it was um, uh, revealed yesterday that Joshi Paresu uh, wrestler Ray, also known as uh, Lynn Byron, uh, died yesterday at age 36. Uh, of brain cancer. And a very sad story, of course. Uh, uh, Joshi fans will be familiar with Lynn. She uh, was primarily a masked wrestler who I would describe <laughs> um, as a spot monkey, meaning she did a lot of flying around. And um, she's probably um, best known for her run in Ice Ribbon early, in, early on. Um, she did a shooting star press, which most Japanese wrestlers won't do because it's too considered too dangerous, but she did that. And um, she also uh, wrestled without a mask as Lynn Byron, and she wore a cat suit and all kinds of things like that. And uh, um, that was in Smash. And a lot of fans don't even know she did that. Like, it, <laughs> you wouldn't know it's the same person because she didn't speak Japanese, she spoke English. And I also thought, I mean, she was always billed as being from Hong Kong. I mean, I don't know if she was really from Hong Kong. And we don't even know her real name because uh, she was originally called Rei, R-E-I, which is the word for zero in Japan. And that, you know, she was given that name by Sakura Emi at Ice Ribbon. So, you know, uh, she was kind of a mysterious wrestler. But what happened is uh, 2015, she went to work for... Um, uh, FMW. And uh, what happened is she suffered a concussion uh, during a match against uh, Ayaka Hamada. 
in December 2015, and when she underwent examination, they found that she had stage three brain cancer, and that was it. She was finished. Uh, she never wrestled again, and she couldn't. And uh, you know, she still made appearances, and she even wore the mask and her costume and the whole thing. But uh, she got sicker earlier this year. I know she had emergency surgery in May. And uh, unfortunately, now she's passed away at age 36. So very sad day for Joshi fans, as I know she was a fan favorite. And uh, I'm told she's a very nice person as well. It's just very sad to see someone die that young. Uh, and she was still pr pretty damn good in the ring as well. So I wanted to make mention of that as well. Okay, that's about it for today. Uh, I will return on Sunday for my uh, review of Invicta FC 31. Uh, be sure to watch it on UFC Fight Pass. And I should also mention that the opener of the show will uh, run on Facebook for free. So uh, if you don't have UFC Fight Pass, you can watch the opening match. But uh, UFC Fight Pass, considering it costs 10 bucks a month, is worth getting just for Invicta. Okay? Because for me to, to criticize them, I got to watch the damn show. Okay? So that's, I mean, that's the I don't, you know, I'm not worried about whether the show is that good or not. I'm sure I'll find something I don't like about it, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Okay, so uh, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And if you want to leave a message on my podcast, you can do so with a voice message. I'll be more than happy to answer any questions you might have. And you can subscribe to my podcast at uh, Google Play Music, Google Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, and other services. As I said, I'll be back on Sunday with my review of Invicta FC 31. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you Sunday.